Good morning and welcome to East Tennessee Now, a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make our community such a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Here's your host for East Tennessee Now. Good morning and happy 2021. That's right, because we're focusing on the new year. Good riddance 2020. And I know a lot of you probably thinking, hmm, New Year's resolutions. A lot of us tend to fall back on, oh, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to try to lose weight. I want to tone up. I want to exercise. I want to at least get up and move. You want to get motivated, right? Well, even being motivated for anything, any of your New Year's resolutions, we're going to have that for you today because I brought in one of my very dear friends. We go way, way back. We even go back to New Bedford. We have some <laughs> roots there. Believe it or not, our, our families knew each other. Uh, Miss Lee Murphy, who is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, she teaches cycling over at Gold's Gym and the Y. She, you teach over at UT. You're a lecturer of like 1,200 students this semester, may I mind you, uh, personal consult, everything. And she she lives by what she says. <laughs> That's Lee, right. You always look amazing. You're sweet. Thanks. No, I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your secret? Well, I try to practice what I preach. That is for sure. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about folks and, you know, the new year because you probably hear it all the time and you see it. The gyms are packed right at the beginning of the year and everybody's trying to eat healthier. But then what happens? That's exactly right. It's like all of a sudden, even sometimes a week after <laughs> after New Year's, we're like, did I, what did I resolve to do? But it definitely is a mindset that needs to stick with you. And when you make up your mind to live healthy or whatever your resolution is, but specifically today talking about nutrition and healthy living, you really it really has to be a decision every day, to be honest with you. And you have to kind of find your motivating factor in terms of what is going to make you make your changes and so that's really in my opinion honestly it's like the secret to life is to finding people's motivation whether you're in sales and want to ask someone to buy your product or you're in my line of business of wellness and want someone to make themselves healthy they have to decide why that is if it's because they don't want to you know get cancer or if they want to look good in a bathing suit it really is different for different people but it's what matters to you why you change so should we go out and buy that small size bathing suit and say, I'm going to work my way into this? Well, that was what works for you. We really just, I mean, obviously my goal is to make you healthy and you being everyone, you healthy and inside and out. But your reason for sticking to that is such an individualized choice. And every day, if you don't like exercise and you resolve to exercise, you have to find a way to, to enjoy it and find a way to make it your thing and your habit and that's a challenge sometimes and we hear so many different things when it comes to exercise okay you got to do at least 30 minutes of hard exercise a day get that blood pressure going and five days a week and then we hear on the news and certain times and different stories oh okay if you just do a few minutes of bursts of energy that you know <laughs> adds up to the rest of the week I mean what do we believe Lee you're right that is so true and honestly it's the same in, in nutrition in my field in that you hear these different things and honestly everything you just said is true mm -hmm. you can do either a long time ago the recommendations used to be so many minutes per day and it mm -hmm. still is that recommendation but then they changed it to so many minutes per week and that's that was meant to be more flexible for the individual mm -hmm. so you don't have to think about it per day but in my opinion it's just what you can do because if you tell someone 
30 minutes a day and they don't do anything, that's very daunting. Or if you say 150 minutes per week, it's like, what in the world? (laughs) That just sounds so heavy. And so if you can just, back to my day by day, if you can just get up and say, today I am going to spend an extra 10 minutes walking around or I'm going to park. We've heard this many times, park Mm -hmm. further away or I'm going to take the stairs or these days staying away from people and, you know, (laughs) staying to yourself and going on a walk outside. Whatever you can do to kind of make it work for you is the most important thing and just being active every day. You know, and sometimes some people aren't numbers people, but others like to see it on a pedometer, on your watch. Your Most phones have apps that have a pedometer to show how many steps you're getting. And sometimes that's helpful because sometimes you're sitting around all day and don't realize you're literally getting very few steps. And other days you're so busy, you don't realize, but you've gotten in 10,000 steps and you didn't even know it. So sometimes that's helpful to have a tool to, to mark yourself. Definitely. And how is it that we can change our bodies? You know, we also hear, oh, well, you got to surprise your body. You right. Like shock kind shock of. Shock your and body. Get it out of your yeah. plateaus. And sometimes we find that in weight loss kind of journeys, we say, if someone needs to lose, say, 50 pounds or 100 pounds, that's just very daunting to, to think about that. Mm-hmm. And, and as anyone who's been through that journey knows, it's day by day, pound by pound. And if you are losing more than a couple pounds a week, we say in nutrition that that is sometimes not going to stick for long. If you're losing, you know, 10 pounds a week, or you see on that show, the biggest loser that used to come mm-hmm. around, that they would lose inordinate amounts of weight. And that's just not realistic, or it's not going to stay off. And so if you can stick to slow but steady, changing those habits and see that over time, then um, that's super helpful. And in terms of shocking your system, sometimes you do have to do something. If you feel like you're living healthy but you just can't get your weight mm-hmm. to change and you just are wondering what to do you have to you have to shock your system and do something different whether that's a different activity or maybe you know in cardiovascular health we say um to to change the intensity and sometimes you have to maybe work a little harder or it might be a little bit longer or different times during the day and for nutrition in my field that might require just kind of revamping your food choices and what you decide to do or your total calorie intake and certainly revisiting that. That's important. Yeah. Let's talk about food, Lee. We hear about these diets. Oh, maybe I'll try keto. Maybe I'll try this intermittent fasting. Are those good ideas? Well, you know, there are lots of ideas out there. And just like we said, you have to find your motivation. You really have to find the diet options that work for you. And and unfortunately, there is no one perfect diet for everyone on this world. It just doesn't work that way. But there are certain trends and, and recommendations that really do work for most people. And as mm-hmm. we know through research, that includes lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, limited processed foods, limiting your saturated fat and your um, intake of, of those types of foods that we know that are high in sugar and that sort of thing. Those are things that we know are good choices for everyone. To um, One specific habit that I like to tell everyone is to have at least five fruits and vegetables a day. That's one of my big kind of soapboxes. And so if, you, if that's all you did, I mean, I tell that to every single person that I talk to. If you could only have one dietary goal starting out, if that could be it, that would be phenomenal. If you, if you think about like literally right now, how many fruits and vegetables 
think about in your brain have you had today? And <laughs> depending on what time of day it is, it could be not too many. But um, you know, that really, if you say at least three vegetables every day and at least a couple fruits, preferably the focus on the vegetables for the vitamins and minerals in particular and dietary fiber, but little goals like that can be very helpful. What am I going to eat for a vegetable? How can I get those veggies in every day? And, and is any fruit? Because we hear, oh, well, bananas, that, you know, that's a starch. We're not supposed to be eating bananas when we're trying to lose weight. There's just so much it is to so know. Much, and it's so, it's so overwhelming. And, you know, if you think about it, just to make it very simple, we all know good voices, good versus bad choices for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like everybody pretty much is aware of the fact that a um, vegetable is a better choice in general than a cake for a meal, right? <laughs> right? In front of a choice. I mean, that those major choices, most people would assume that the vegetable is a, is a better choice for health than a serving of cake, right? or ice cream or whatever, but it's those details that get overwhelming. And so, like you said, there's so much out there on the internet and on TV and otherwise that just, just send so many different messages. And so trying to decide exactly what is best for you is important. So, um, you know, all vegetables, in my opinion, are, are never a bad choice. Certainly you could talk about potatoes and that fried potatoes and french fries and all that. Yes, there are starchy vegetables that we do need to limit in some cases because people tend to overeat those. But um, another big factor that we need to talk about is serving sizes because that Mm. is a very important part of nutrition and that in general we want to start eating when we're hungry and stop when we're satisfied. And, and, And things that are sometimes we could call them starchy or um, you know, very high in carbohydrates sometimes are easier to overeat. Mm -hmm. And so those, it's a lot easier to overeat donuts than it is steak, right? (laughs) Or, or something that is, um, more difficult to (laughs) consume a lot of. Or even like chicken and dumplings. Oh my gosh. That's my favorite winter meal. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And so, so it's, it's very easy sometimes to overeat those things and that can lead us into trouble, but it's very hard to overconsume non-starchy vegetables. I mean, very few people are going to overdose on broccoli or kale or, um, even carrots. Some people ask me about carrots. They aren't carrots have too much sugar? No, there. I do not know of any case in research of someone that has become overweight by eating too many carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that true? And now, okay, so put us in a day of Lee Murphy's life. How do you get all your vegetables in? Well, I think important part of that question, and, and of anyone thinking about themselves, is to plan. That is important. And when you go to the grocery store and we think about your day, how are you going to get? your vegetable servings in. And again, a minimal, minimal of three servings of vegetables a day. You know, and you could go on, the the, the um, logo from the recommendations is more matters. And so mm-hmm. um, as much as you can get is great in terms of those non-starchy vegetables. So you can think about when you plan your, certainly your lunch and dinner, if, if you're eating three meals a day, if that's what you're doing to incorporate that into your meals. And you, if you're not a salad person, I, I do personally eat a lot of salads because I love salads. But I've seen you eat a lot of salads <laughs> with some grilled chicken on That's there. Right. They're not rabbit food salads. <laughs> they have protein in them, which is important. But if you don't like salads, it's fine. Put vegetables on your sandwich or on in your omelet or with when you have Chinese food, have vegetables be that base more so than lots of rice and pasta or whatever. So it's important to kind of rethink your foods and 
your serving sizes in that manner. So wait, we can have Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of good vegetables sometimes in Chinese. They are. They are. Yeah. And I also want to ask about metabolism. Like I know as we get older, it's like where did the metabolism go and how do we get it back? And so, you know, earlier we were talking about jump-starting things and, mm-hmm. and when we hit that plateau and how do you do? And so it is important to note, it's a scientific fact that as we age, our metabolic rate does decrease every decade. It just goes down. Unfortunately, that's just a fact of life. And so that means even if you have the same lifestyle you did when you were a teenager, then it's not going to metabolize in your body mm-hmm. the same way. Um, but what you do to combat that is you stay active and you keep your body moving. We talked about earlier, if you need to do something different in your workout or your, or if you don't consider it a workout, just being active, do different things in that manner. And then you might need to reevaluate your food intake as well and how many servings you're having and, um, the types of foods that you're consuming because they do, your body does, um, handle them differently as we get older so it's it's not and it's not a bad thing it's just we just have to deal with it and you just have to manage it um according to your lifestyle and about how many calories are we supposed to be taking in i know it's different probably for different you know weights and where you want to be weight wise but what like what's normal you know because i know that some of these fad diets that people want to go on say oh well, i'm just gonna eat you know 600 calories a day it is, is that right. healthy? <laughs> that is right. That is not. And, you know, the na- nationally, we say a 2,000-calorie diet is the average. But mm-hmm. what is average? I mean, there's no average anything. In, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in humanity, everybody's different, right? So that is what is considered normal. But a very small, petite woman needs, you know, a quarter of the calories that a huge... Um, muscular, active man needs, right? And so it depends on your muscle mass and your activity level and all that, your age, all that makes a difference. But in terms of, this is a very, very rough estimate, but if you'd like to know very roughly how many calories your body's burning as it is, if you just put a zero on the end of your weight in pounds, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is about how many calories your body is burning um, on a regular day without you being active. And so if you um, are more active, then certainly you're, you need a lot more calories than that. But your basal metabolic rate, it's called, and there's much more scientific ways to calculate that. But some people use that as a baseline formula just to kind of start of how many calories do I need a day? And so if you think about that and then you, you certainly, like I said, you need to add a lot more calories if you're very active um, or you're doing other things or you have lots of muscle mass, then that number goes up. But um, a lot of us get a lot more than our bodies need, <laughs> and that leads to weight gain over time. Yeah. And I find that something like that, what's easy to keep track of is like something like uh, the a fitness buddy on, my fitness uh, pal yeah, whatever, my fitness right, pal, right. like an app, some there simple are, apps so like many that. Apps that can mm-hmm. help track. That's another thing is we don't have to be go crazy about weighing yourself every day or, you know, or, or keeping track. If you like to, if you're techie and like to keep track, that's great. And like I said, I, I love looking at how many steps I get a day, but some people don't She's like looking that. at her watch right now, folks. <laughs> how many steps have you gotten today, Lee? <laughs> I did go run this morning, but, but, <laughs> but, but some people just don't like that and that's fine. You just mm-hmm. have to find what motivates you and, you know, what is going to make you click and make you do what you know your body needs to do so that's super important okay I I also wanted to mention hydration that that we didn't really talk about that too much yet but water is super important for all of this in terms of 
just your overall wellness. And and my my soapboxes certainly are vegetable intake. <laughs> I have water right yeah, here. She's drinking water <laughs> as we talk. Um, but um, activity, you know, certainly keeping your foods unprocessed and and vegetable intake high, but also hydration super important because um, a lot of us really go through the day dehydrated without even thinking about it. And so um, you just kind of have a dull headache or you just kind of get so busy doing your work Mm -hmm. or whatever. Even when you're at home working, you're just sitting in front of your computer doing whatever you have to do and you forget to drink. And so um, sometimes you're like, I have only gone to the bathroom once today and it's like mid afternoon and that's not good, (laughs) you know? And so you, um, that's an indicator of the fact that your body isn't getting enough hydration. So um, that's super important for metabolism as well as lots of other. Yeah. And speaking of water, I hear a lot. Oh, lemon water, lemon water. Have a, you know, squirt some lemon and like fresh lemon in your water. It's supposed to help with your metabolism. Is there any? Well, I don't know about that, but it, certainly, it, it can help you. To, if, whatever helps you to drink more, kind mm-hmm. of like being active, whatever's going to get you to do more of that. But, um, and you know, there used to be something out that said that, um, food, I mean, excuse me, beverages that had caffeine were dehydrating you. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily true through research. We found that I mean, all foods, I mean, excuse me, all beverages that have liquid in it has, has generally has a water base and that's going to tend to help your hydration. But drinks that have caffeine, um, that caffeine can be a diuretic. And so it doesn't hydrate you as much as the decaffeinated beverages. So water is just the hallmark, um, you know, foundation of what should be your hydration uh, most often. But some people just cannot stand water at all. And so, and that's okay if that's you, not you, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) If that's anybody listening, that's okay. But just you need to find what you can do to make yourself um, drink more calorie-free and and caffeine-free fluids. Yeah, I find that as you do work out more, you are Yes. Thirstier That's so true. for water. That's right. That yeah. is right. And but then sometimes you reach a point if you work out so much, your body stops telling you you need more. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes you just feel water drunk because you just drink so much after, you know, when you've you've done lots of races, Michelle, and you know, just when you just like, I cannot drink any more water. Like, but you could drink maybe a Gatorade or a Powerade or a Propel water, something that has a little flavor. And that's exactly what you're saying. Because your those body, are okay. Yes, your body at that time, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to just sip on Gatorade all day long if you're not being active because there's a reason for Gatorade. It has those electrolytes to kind of help with the sweat losses that you've had, but that hydration is important. But certain times as we get older, we don't, we aren't as aware of our hydration and our dehydration and just our body just doesn't sense it as well. And then when you're sick, whether it's a cold or the flu or COVID-19 or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. your body is not aware of that hydration needs as much. And then when you're really active, your body doesn't do that. So we, there's certain cases when above normal reasons, your body isn't telling you you're thirsty the way it should. And so we have to be careful about that too. I always try to keep an extra water bottle in the car too. Mm -hmm. I do want to ask you if you still have some time with us this morning, talking to Lee Murphy, who is a registered dietitian, nutritionist. She teaches spin over at gold and also at the Y. And I know you're a busy mom. You have three kids. They're playing sports. Uh, your husband's working. You're working. You're teaching. Uh, you're teaching at UT. You're lecturing. And 1,200 students at a time, mind you. <laughs> How I'm sure you have to go through the drive-thru. 
what are some healthy options? You know, we always hear, okay, go for the grilled chicken or, you know, what are some tips and tricks from Lee and her family that we could take with us? <laughs> you're right. It is sometimes difficult to make your choices when you're at a drive-thru or in, in any time now when you're going to restaurants where you have to order out. But I'm just telling you, there is always a healthier choice. <laughs> There's always a choice that would be a healthier option. Um, it may not be the healthiest. Like I said earlier, I personally just love salads and so that's always my go-to is I just really enjoy um, salads with protein and protein being grilled chicken or whatever the case may be. If you're vegetarian, it could be beans or um, nuts or seeds or that sort of thing. Um, but there's a, a lot of restaurants now have the parfaits that have the yogurt and the fruit, which sometimes have added sugar, but generally it's still going to be a better choice than like a fried option. Um, there's also a lot of times the side salads or even some of the um, other types of restaurants have side vegetables, like even like green beans. Some of the barbecue places around have those types of, of sides that are not as popularly advertised, but they're there. And so even some of the fast food restaurants have those that, that are not as practical that you always think French fries. Um, but sometimes they'll have fruit or vegetable as a side, especially now they're more aware of the demand for that. Yeah, but when there's hush puppies on there too, you're like, <laughs> say oh, no. can I get hush puppies too? <laughs> <laughs> that's another important thing to say is, especially now when we're in our homes so much, is just to, you really need to control your temptations. And so what you buy and have in your home is what you're going to eat. And so if you're really trying to to live healthier and not tempt yourself, then just don't buy it. And if, I'm not saying, I really am an advocate of of not saying never, ever, because, mm-hmm. you know, all foods can fit into a healthy diet generally, unless you have an allergy or something. But, um, you know, just you, that doesn't mean you need to buy it and have it in your house, especially if you have only a few people or, or a limited number in your house and you're going to be the one that eats all that. <laughs> so <laughs> and you know that. So that is when you maybe just have a serving of that rather than having the whole thing in your house to tempt you and just control that. And what kind of snacks do you suggest or do you keep around the house? Even in some new, I mean, I found some really good ones. And I'm going to say TJ Maxx when you're in the line to check out and they have all those cool snacks around <laughs> you and you're starving because you've been shopping all day. That is done very purposefully. Let me tell you. <laughs> but I found these ones that say, OK, they have almonds, they have some cranberries in them and wow, they taste great. Right. If you can get like the ones that are least processed, that really mm-hmm. is um, the best thing. And, and we always, our go-to is fruits and vegetables, of course, for <laughs> just because I, we love those so much. And, you know, and if you They get, don't have them <laughs> at the checkout at TJ Maxx. That's very true. They don't. Sometimes they might have dried fruit, like dehydrated um, fruit, that sort of thing. But you know, like you said, nuts and um, seeds, those can be good mm-hmm. things that you just keep in your car sometimes um, that are healthier snacks. Of course, sometimes those are can be high in calories if you're getting too many of those. But back to serving size, that's important. And sometimes just a word on serving size, we all different sizes people, right? Mm-hmm. And so... And like we said, 2,000 calories for the average diet, What there's these average serving sizes. That Shouldn't that be different? And if you think about it, if you look at the size of the palm of your hand, like that is generally a good gauge for a serving size for you. And, and certain different foods have different serving sizes. But if you're thinking a, a very large person that's, that has a large build, has a much larger palm than a small child or a small adult, mm-hmm. right? And that is sometimes a gauge of, of a good... Um, 
go-to serving size for something. <laughs> oh, definitely. I remember hearing that too, or your fist, right? make a fist, mm-hmm. so forth. And real quickly too, before you go, um, what are some of the words on labels that we should watch out for? <laughs> you know, because especially with snacks and, you know, like I, I'm thinking these are healthy snacks that right. I bought some almond cluster cranberry thingy majiggies. I'm not even sure <laughs> right. the name of them. You sound some fruit and it's all that should be good, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the first word was like rice or wheat rice or right. whatever. So you have to, that's such a, it's, it's very complicated that it gets into lots of different things that you have to be aware of. Generally, I will say that if there's a claim on a package, it does have to be substantial. If it says fat free or or, you know, low calorie, there are certain standards that it has to abide by. But say, you know, trans fat has been, is a bad fat that's been recently banned from um, our food supply, but some things used to say trans fat free, but that does not mean fat free and does not mean healthy necessarily. Same things when you see cholesterol free. Guess what? Cholesterol is only in animal products. So if you see cholesterol free on peanut butter, like I hope it's cholesterol free because it's <laughs> peanut butter, right? So some things, some, some labels are tricky in that they make you think it's healthy. Another word that's kind of a little bit something to be cautious of is natural or pure or think that those words are not um, as as legislated as mm-hmm. some of the other words. So so I'm not saying everything with natural is not a good choice, but just be careful and look at that label. Like you look at the ingredients list, and if you didn't know this. The very the ingredients are listed by descending weight. Mm-hmm. So the first thing on the ingredients is the thing that's used most heavily in that. So if you're looking at a cereal and it says sugar is the first ingredient rather than like oats or bran or something, then you might want to think about another choice because that besides the labels, flip it over, look at the ingredients, look at the nutrition facts and and look at how many calories it has and a serving what a serving size is. That's super important because your serving size might be different from the serving that's on that label, and you might be eating more or less than that. So yeah. they said an eighth of a cup, right? Whatever, <laughs> I eat two cups, right? <laughs> so that means you got to use your math skills. <laughs> oh, anything else you can uh, share with us to motivate us? You know, spring us into that twenty twenty one year on a more positive yeah, note. Yeah, so positive. <laughs> I just think. Think about your goals. Very important to note is short-term goals. Like if you decide you want to lose 30 pounds this year, say, think about I want to lose one pound or or say two pounds in the next couple weeks. Or, you know, think about pound per pound, day by day. Do not be daunted by these huge overwhelming goals. It's good to have those, but you need short-term goals goals Mm -hmm. also. And if you can think, again, make that five, five a day. Five fruits and vegetables every single day this year. They, if that is a big, lofty goal, but start by today. <laughs> today, when you lay your head to go to sleep, think about, have I had my fruits and vegetable servings today? And have I been active today? Um, every day, wake up thinking about those health goals. And, and it's until it becomes your regular habit, um, you really have to work hard to think about it and make sure it happens. Put some posty notes all That's over right. the place <laughs> on your mirror for when you get up in the morning That's exactly and you're washing right. up. And again, why is your motivation? Is it because someone dear to you has has had something happen to their health that, that you want to be aware of? And are you doing it for those that love you and you want to keep yourself healthy for them? Or just because you want to go on vacation this summer and look great in your bathing suit? Whatever your motivation is. We have to find that and use that to better your health. The most important thing is your health. Whatever weight we're talking about, having a healthy lifestyle, being active, eating healthy, and 
and less processed and whatever that weight number is, it's very important to just accept that and and be the healthiest that you can be where you are. Lee Murphy, uh, where can we get more information, possible recipes or anything? Well, the American Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics has a website called eatright.org. Mm-hmm. And so they have some great resources Um from dietitians from across the country. Certainly be wary of advertisements and things you see for fads that are quick fixes or things that are going to just sound, if it sounds too good to be true, unfortunately, it probably is in the world of health. Keep the your sight set on your own health and your best you and choose that every day and live your best life. <laughs> All right. You have me motivated Yay. now. I'm going to finish my water here and go shopping for carrots <laughs> and other good vegetables just to keep it, keep it stocked That's and keep right. them handy. Colorful. Yeah. So Lee Murphy, registered dietitian, nutritionist. She teaches cycling. She's at Gold's Gym. She's at the Y. You've probably seen her in many of these places. Teaches over at UT. Is You are a busy woman. <laughs> Three kids and I want to wish you a very happy new, happy year. new year. It's been a great morning. Thank you all so much for joining me. I'm Michelle Silva. Remember, East Tennessee Now is available on demand as a podcast from iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You've been listening to East Tennessee Now, a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make Knoxville and East Tennessee such a great place to live. If you have a suggestion for the program, we'd love to hear from you. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 27100. Knoxville, Tennessee, 37927, or call the studios at 865-525-6000. That's 865-525-6000. East Tennessee Now is a presentation of Midwest Communications Company.